Okay, we are live. And I'm so happy to, um, I'm so happy Mercury Retrograde brought us back together and Jupiter in Scorpio. Yes, absolutely. Great, uh, great, uh, great transits. And yesterday, of course, we had the sun and Mercury and the Earth all in a line. Yes. How was that for you? Um, it was fine. I watched the Alabama election returns last night and, and uh, oh, yeah. thought that was pretty interesting. And then today I looked up Doug Jones and found out he's a May 4th, 1954. So Doug Jones had Jupiter opposing his son last night. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So he won. That's, uh, that's a nice, uh, that was a nice thing for him. And I'm sure he had a, a good day with that, but you know, it's been an interesting Mercury retrograde. I, uh, in the process of getting ready to replace a computer. And of course I'm waiting. Um, <laughs> I know, I know it's the waiting game right now. Um, yeah. I mean, that was some, we did have some good news in the midst of so much, Oh, just yeah. like, yeah, I don't even, it, there's not even a word for it at this point. Yeah, exactly. What's going on in the world, but that's why I was like, I've got to connect with Philip because yeah. I feel like I, yeah, whenever, whenever things start to get very dark and we need that Scorpio, that Scorpio wisdom, I think of you always. Well, thank you. Thank you. And we both have a bucket load of uh, Scorpio drinks <laughs> ready to come up here. We do. And actually, we, I realized you and I met exactly 12 years, well, not exactly, but 12 years ago on the Jupiter and Scorpio transit. Oh, and okay. yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that long ago. Isn't My that God. Crazy? Yeah. Like five. I'm surprised you were even at the conference. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, because we um, we were talking, I remember it was at Norwalk and we were talking about, I think Jupiter was about to go into Scorpio and we were looking forward to it. I don't know if it actually had, had gone into Scorpio yet. It was either just happening or just about to happen. And yeah. so, yeah, so here we are. I know. Can you believe it? 12 years later and it's oh, quite amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and another Jupiter cycle. And right now, of course, Mars in Scorpio. Yes. Well, that too. Yeah, and um, you know, Mars and the Moon. Well, as we speak right now, are aligned with the galactic enigma Shapley Eight, which is kind of like this big pulling steering mechanism out there in space. That you know, it's it's unconsciously guiding people toward things that will have an element of potentially greater meaning, greater depth, greater wisdom. And, you know, it's like if you're feeling yourself being tugged and pulled to someplace strange or someplace that feels like, well, I don't know about this. You know, it might just be a good thing that's, that's happening there. And, and this, of course, on the heels of the galactic messenger that came in uh, last month, uh, OU Mua Mua or something like that. OU MUA MUA. Um, oh. What is this? You're, you're... Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interstellar asteroid. Oh. It's so unique that they gave it a classification of its own, kind of like they did with Chiron when Chiron was discovered. Okay. And That's... this is an interesting phenomenon. It's sort of star-shaped, and it came whipping in. And now what they're actually doing is they're doing uh, radar testing on it because um, it came from Vega, 
or the general direction of Vega, which of course was featured in the movie Contact. Mm. And, uh, so they're, they're going to beam some radar off of it to find out if it's really an asteroid or could it be fabricated by some alien intelligence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's going on right now. Oh, that's so out there. I know. Yeah. And I, I love that we're doing, I just realized, yeah, that we're, I, I thought of it yesterday and then forgot that we're doing this, um, we're having this conversation, yeah, right on the Scorpio moon. Right, with Mars, yeah. With Mars awesome. and soon Jupiter, yeah. Yeah, I know, it's, it's exciting, you know? It is. I love it, it was just, it just came together perfectly like that. It wasn't even, it wasn't even planned, like it, it, it should have been, but it, 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 I mean, it obviously was planned, just not by my conscious awareness. There you go. <laughs> That's what it. There you go. Yeah. And, and, and Jupiter right now is getting ready to come up on this uh, really interesting black hole that is uh, the brightest object in our local group of galaxies. And it's, it's kind of like a beacon. It's kind of like a lighthouse. And it's kind of saying, here, here's my signal. Now, don't be attracted to the light like a moth will flame and follow the light because you'll crash in the rocks. But, you know, follow the pulses that I'm giving you and you'll know how to navigate here. So Jupiter is crossing that for everyone. So there's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel uh, that's happening right now. And I know a lot of people are kind of concerned about, you know, the stuff that's going on politically and, you know, yeah. the hand that's been grabbed and abused and things along that line. But, you know, this started with Mercury conjunct Saturn, this current retrograde cycle that we're in, Mercury conjunct Saturn okay. at the Galactic Center. And, of course, in January, Mercury's going to get back there. And, and so all of the stuff that's being threatened and implied right now, you know, it's being threatened and implied right now. You know, that may not actually become the proof in the pudding later on, and especially if we're using this Jupiter to go ahead and line up with um, uh, this lighthouse effect, you know, that's going to be a good thing. Plus, Jupiter is coming up to the midpoint of the galactic and supergalactic centers, which is like this powerful manifestation point that if you put words together with intention, you know, and you apply all of the best philosophies that you've ever encountered, you might just be able to pull the thread on that ball of yarn and get something good to happen. Wow. Years ago, we had talked about uh, rewriting the Scorpio version of The Secret. Do you remember that? Yes, I think we might have to do that now. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of it's kind of like that 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 energy is out there right now. It's yeah. a lot can be manifest, and this is definitely a be careful what you wish for time. Okay. Oh, that's good to know. I feel that. I really feel that. And I'd been focusing more on this Saturn at the 29 degree mark and thinking about the house of cards energy of Saturn shifting into Capricorn and yep. next, next Tuesday and, and really feeling that like, okay, maybe Saturn's going to take care of some of these villains and predators and can, yeah. you know, work and bring it all down. It, it, it likely will. And, you know, as I've been pointing out in my blogs, you know, Saturn is happy in Capricorn. Yeah. Mars, Mars is happy in Scorpio and Saturn is happy in Capricorn. So, doing come, next, work. Mm -hmm. so come next Tuesday, we've got Mars and Saturn in happy placements. Basically, in, you know, they're still going to be in a wide sextile to one another. But it's, it's like good steps can be taken forward. You know, the other thing that I've been looking at right now is that Ceres is in Leo. And Jupiter is coming up to square Ceres here pretty quickly. Okay. And 
um, you know, Ceres and Leo, it's, uh, you know, Ceres was, uh, wanted to be a force to be reckoned with. And when she didn't get her way, when her daughter was abducted and all of that, Jupiter had to come in and arbitrate things so that she didn't destroy the world. And, you know, so we have Jupiter Square Series right now in this whole complex too. Ah, one, of that, one of the things that's really important is with, with Ceres and Leo, if you're adamant about, I have to have this, it has to be my way. Does that really fit the big picture you know, that you're trying to achieve and that you're trying to affect later. I mean, Jupiter and Ceres were actually um, exactly square in, in, um, in the early part of September, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Ceres in Cancer and Jupiter in Libra. And now we've got Jupiter advancing in Scorpio. And as of uh, this weekend, um, Ceres is going to go retrograde, goes retrograde on the 16th at 18 degrees of Leo. So she's going to be coming back to replicate the square with Jupiter, which she's going to do as right as we go into the Earth, uh, first couple of days of next year. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then that's done. I mean, th that's the last of the, that's the third of the Jupiter Ceres square. So it's a little bit like, you know, the battle, the, the, I've got to claim this turf, you know, I've yeah. got to have this declaration. I have to be, you know, seen, I have to be, you know, acknowledged. I, you know, my, what I want is what I want. And it's like, okay, yep. And, and, you know, again, think long-term Saturn and Capricorn is a, uh, is a long-term effect. That's also turning at this time frame too, mm -hmm. in terms of practical foundations and, you know, the, the substrate that you're looking to create for this campaign that you're on. Mm. Yes. Yes. I, I, I can feel how all that is lining up. That's very interesting. And it feels, it's so interesting, the timing of going into 2018, it's such a paradigm shift. Yeah, it is. right on the edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it is. You know, and as we get into the first weekend of of 2018, that's when Mars is uh, aligned with Jupiter exactly. So, you know, I think that a lot of the stuff that's sort of percolating under this Mercury retrograde will have, um, you know, more legs at that point. I mean, yeah, there's so many there's so many transits that are taking place in the next couple of weeks. It's you yeah. know I look at it and I think it's a it's an all bets are off thing. Yes, yes, it feels like that. It feels like that, and it's been interesting to have the finale of Saturn and Sagittarius coinciding with that Mercury retrograde with yeah. Saturn. So it's like, what's that about? Right, right. It's um, you know, it's a uh, it's. The, I think one of the things that's happening, happening is, you know, there's a lot of awareness of what people really feel and what people really believe. And I think that on the psychic level, some people are embattled by those things. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, it's a little bit like with the Scorpio energy, you know, being a Scorpio, as you well know, you, know <laughs> you have a conversation with people and people come up and they, they drop their unconscious on you and they say, here, reflect my shadow to me in a way that I can understand. And if I don't like what I see, I'm just going to pretend it's you. Yeah. Thank and, you for saying that. <laughs> I've, ne I've never heard it so so um, perfectly articulated like that. That just was like, wow, yes, 
But isn't that true when people find out you're a Scorpio? You know, they'll, they'll ask you, it's like, so do you really think that undertakers, you know, take out people's brains and play with them? It's like, <laughs> why would I know that? <laughs> like, well, you're a Scorpio. And it's like, well, what does that mean? Exactly. But also what you're saying that they're like, let me just dump my unconscious on you and then have you play out the shadow so then I can say, actually, you're the dark one here. Yeah, yeah, and that happens. And, and what's yeah. happening... What's happening is like every time somebody goes for blame in the in the Scorpio cycle, yeah, there's a ricochet that comes back and it's like, well, you know, what 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 needs to be looked at here is, you know, what's the unconscious manifestation? I mean, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that Jupiter and Scorpio feelings and whatnot that people will, will have come up. And it's like, I felt that way, you know, and, and it's like, as we, here's, here's one, as we think about North Korea, you know, and the nuclear threat, I mean, nuclear weapons are Pluto, Rome, Scorpio. And it's like, when you think about Kim Jong-un, you know, and you think, you know what we ought to do to him. It's like, probably you're not thinking let's send them a dozen roses yes. and and so at that point it's a little bit like what are you thinking and where did that come from yes and and you know that level of fervor and, and intensity under underneath everything that there there mm -hmm. needs to be an articulation of of honesty with it mm -hmm. and it's like yeah i i felt that mm -hmm. i felt that you know have you ever been so angry that you or have you ever been so passionate in the pursuit of your creativity that you yes which is certainly i think um a healthier manifestation for these times you know if everybody took this passion and, and really dialed in on your creativity um you know it's like okay so like the yule log uh we have a jupiter vesta conjunction right now and since she's the keeper of the hearth you know, like mm. the yule log you know Get the festivity going, then within the festivity, allow your creativity to begin to churn and see if you can do something that manifests, you know, positive, good energy. Haumea, the Hawaiian creative goddess who was in charge of lava flow and birthing the other deity in, in Hawaii, she's currently at 2525 Libra. And she's opposed Uranus right now. That'll come back again. And then Eris too. And, it, and it's like, you know, the thing, the thing that really strikes me with this Eris Paumea um, opposition, it fits into this Scorpio energy. It's like, if you don't want to be excluded from life, if you're feeling shut out, if you're feeling like you can't win, if you're feeling like nobody recognizes your, your greatest offering, then go more creative, dig a little deeper in terms of that, and present yourself. Don't let yourself be excluded, present it. But present it with the passion of knowing that I just poured my heart and soul in this, and, and, and here it is. And of course, you know, in, in creative pursuits, there are always going to be critics, aren't they wonderful? Yes. And, um, and, and so you'll get some of that. But it's, but it's a little bit like if you know, if you know for a fact that you have, um, that, that you have uh, done the, the, the soulful manifestation of yourself, then there's going to be a level of satisfaction with it. You know, the, the other Pluto, Orcus, um, is in Virgo, opposed uh, Neptune and Pisces right now. Mm. 
and and Orcus was the one who was um, his job was to make sure that people keep track of their promises. I love that. Yeah, and so if you break an oath, you know, Orcus was the one who was going to kick your butt. Mm. You know, Orcus would deal with you in a in a very Plutonian manner. In fact, the the, the film that I did this year, Elevator Pitch, is about that. It's oh. about Amish guy who he and his betrothed get together one night and though they're not married oh my god really and, and, and so they meet Orcus in an elevator and they have to confront the promises that they were making to each other and about fulfilling a life contentment you know that's mm. that's Orcus which is the other Pluto which is also you know part of this whole you know get down and 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 feel the depth of the of the love of the intensity and you know turn it into a good land real estate saturn and capricorn likes new real estate right right or what is it that you want to build over the next couple of years like how do we yeah maybe this this scorpio capricorn connection has a lot to do with what yeah put like what what passions do you want to build on uh, and i think foundations are you gonna lay and also a little bit of patience Oh yeah. Uh, you know, if you if you have lava flow, you're you're building new land, but you know you can't build on it till it cools, because otherwise the house is going to catch on fire. Yes. And you know, if you pour concrete, um, you know, and you step on it too soon, you're going to look like you're making a man's Chinese theater where everybody puts their handprints and signs their name and whatnot. But if you want a solid foundation, you know, you gotta give it a little time to work here and. You know, the one thing about Jupiter in Scorpio is, of course, he is going to be retrograding and he's going to go back and retrace some of these same things. And I always see the Jupiter retrograde as going back and saying, OK, I've started a good thing. Yeah. Uh, is is this exactly how I want it to be? Like if you build a new website. Yeah. Wow, oh, I just built this great website. And it's like, OK, do all links work? Is everything where you want it to be? Does it logically make sense to people and are people drawn in? And yeah, if, you know, make some modifications. Right. Yes, and that. So we were having the Jupiter retrograde in March, I, I believe, right into that. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. So yeah, it'll be interesting. So we we're going into this intense forward March until March. <laughs> and then, yeah. And what else? So I mean, a lot of people have been asking me, well, what you know, I, I besides the obvious, you know. Um, reveal of all the, the sexual predators, what else can we expect from Jupiter and Scorpio since we're still kind of in the opening phases of it now? And also just recently trying Neptune, which was beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Scorpio is uh, sex, death, and taxes, right? Yes. And, and, and uh, of course, you know, the, the, the legislature right here in this country is, you know, hell-bent on doing this oh, tax. God. That's right. And they're going to take away medical benefits. And if they take away medical benefits, guess what? People die. So there's the other part of it. God, and, I know. You know this is so awful. Yeah. That's, that's churning in there, too. And, you know, I, I look at it and I think, oh, God, there's so many things, um, you know, that, that can get cut. I'm a veteran. And, you know, mm -hmm. the veterans are, are likely to suffer in this, too. And, and the self-employed. Huh? And the yeah, self-employed. Self yeah, and there's always yeah. that lovely self-employment tax, which is infinitely higher than income tax. God, I know. I know. It's it's crazy making. It's like, how can I be paying that much in taxes? Yeah. And they, yeah, and it, I know. Do you, I do know. you think this is going to, do you think, I mean, 
I don't know. I, I, I just got a flash of something that was that across my computer screen, but I didn't get a chance to read what the latest update. I don't know if you've heard today what's going on, but with, with getting this passed. Um, I haven't seen what they pride today. I know that uh, with uh, Doug Jones, they're not going to swear him in until next year, so he oh. can't have the vote. I know. But, you know, it's a Mercury retrograde. Yes. And, and I don't, you know, I'm sort of thinking that if they get it passed, it's going to blow up. I'm hoping. That's what I was thinking. And, and the blow up would be, you know, if they, if they pass this thing, once some of the nonsense that they have in it, I mean, some of it, uh, I wrote in my blog this week. So they have a new provision that says that if you live in California, you cannot deduct losses for earthquakes and fires. Oh, God. So that's, and all of the California Republicans voted for this. It's like, excuse me? Yeah. And, and so what Trump had to do is he had to declare California a disaster area so that money could be generated to the Californians so that they could rebuild. So what this tax bill is attempting to do, he had to undo because of all the dang fires. <laughs> so it's like that with them doing this under a mercury retrograde. Obviously, they're not yeah. using astrologers. Right, obviously. You know, because it's like, seriously, guys? And, you know, I think that if they do something, that the end result of it will be so horrific that they're going to have to pass a new bill virtually right away. Okay. You know, I could see, I could see two additional iterations of this. And what I would tell them, yes. you know, if they, if they contacted me, I would say, you know, take some time to figure this out, actually. How about that? And maybe, and maybe, maybe, maybe when Saturn goes direct next September, and when Jupiter is done being retrograde, and you have a few more aspects that are a little bit more supportive to the intentions of everything, you'll have Uranus in uh, in Taurus at that point too. Trying Uranus will be retrograde in September in Taurus, will be uh, and trying Saturn. You know that would be a good time to see if the changes that you want to install are actually going to produce the effects that you want. And one of the things that you know I've been hearing a lot, and this is Jupiter. They're reducing taxes so that the deficit blows up. So the, the amount of debt that the country has, Jupiter and Scorpio, is going to get huge. Oh, wow. Yes. And so then at that point, they can justify things like reducing Social Security, mm. um, eliminating Medicare. Yep. Things that, you know, uh, can affect the person's longevity. And, and so, you know, that, that whole approach there um, seems to be, you know, the, uh, what, they're, what they're attempting to concoct. And, you know, whether or not that's going to actually fly, you know, I don't know. I don't think so, actually. Okay. You know, and, and I think if they do pass it, they're going to have to do some modifications. And I also know that, you know, they're, they're in trouble next year. Um, with the election, they're in trouble next year with Doug Jones being in. It's going to be a lot easier for, um, you know, those who are willing to oppose, you know, party and mm -hmm. say, no, I, I can't vote for this. Um, you know, there's actually some progress that, that can take place there. And yeah. then, you know, there's also the issue of how are we going to fill the vacancies that are, that are being created right now, too. That's sort of like uh, the Mercury retrograde thing that's happening right now. Well, we're going to do this. And, you know, I mean, some of the, the some of the runoffs that are, are likely to be had or will need to be had are, are 
um, you know, they're being proposed right now. It's, it's like, try to not get too stressed out about it because yeah. everybody's throwing stuff out there. And ultimately, you know, the universe has an agenda. The universe has a mind and, you know, this, this all scrambled, uh, turbulence. And one of the things with Jupiter and Scorpio is it's important not to overreact also. Yes. Yes. It can be obsessiveness, overreaction, blowing things up to extremes. Huh? I've never known a Scorpio to be obsessive. <laughs> Especially a Scorpio <laughs> with Jupiter and Scorpio. <laughs> right? What's that about? Yeah. You, you have natal Jupiter and Scorpio too, right? Uh, no, no. I have uh, I have Jupiter and Aquarius. Oh, and Aquarius. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking we, we have we have the Mercury. We have the Sun, Mercury. What else do you have in Scorpio? Uh, Venus. Venus. Okay. Sun, Mercury, Venus. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So we have we have those. Yeah. All right. Um, but you're having so you're but you're having the Jupiter transit. Yeah, I'm just getting I'm just getting ready to you know I'm kind of gearing myself up to remember to go down and buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Do you do that during the Jupiter? Do you do that during your Jupiter? Yeah, well, you know, what I want to do is I want to demonstrate to the universe that I'm willing to accept abundance for many means, even if I don't work for it. All right. <clears throat> yeah, and Scorpio is, unlike Taurus, it's about the resourcefulness of money, right? So you don't always have to work. It's not like trading dollars for out, trading hours for dollars necessarily with Scorpio. Right, right. And, and you know, and... Uh, you know, the eighth house is classically other people's money, which is, yeah. you know, Scorpio's placement. And so, you know, a lot of the stuff that's going on right now is about other people's money. Um, sure. And, and, you know, uh, investment strategies, you know, that uh, the people are trying to come up with, that people are looking to fund something, you know, for them to fund it in a way where, um, they might be able to have success in achieving their goal. Mm. Uh, and, and that probably means, you know, maybe, maybe not another crowdfunding campaign. You know, I mean, how many of those are there out there? Yes. And, but it's, it's like each individual is kind of in the point where they're saying, this is what I've always wanted to do. Doug Jones said last night, I've always wanted to be a U.S. Senator. Hmm. And so Jupiter opposed his son, that happened. So what have you always wanted to do? That's that's a real Jupiter Scorpio question. If you're alone with yourself and in private, mm -hmm. and you say, this is what I really want. This is what I want to have before I get out of this lifetime. Before I die. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the thing you would go to hell and back for, the thing you would you would die for. Yeah, that's, uh, that's well put in a Scorpionic sense. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do any other <laughs> Mercury and Scorpio. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, yeah. I, I love that terminology. Anything that has the word death in it always works for me. I know. I know. It's uh, that, 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 in, that, that level of intensity and in the, the reaching the edge of something. Right. And, you know, the thing, the thing is with Scorpio is that, uh, and this is going to be highlighted with, with Jupiter, of course, is that, Everything that's happening in any given moment to Scorpio is the most important thing that's ever happened. And it's also the least important thing that's ever happened. Okay. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a key of being able to keep things in, um, it's a key to be able to keep things in perspective. It's like, yes, this is, this is severely important, 
but in in the overall if in the overall scheme of things if this doesn't happen you know are you going to die um or are you in the position where you want to be so committed to this that you'll you'll work on it doggedly uh you know and will you make the, will you make the commitment will you make the orcas promise to this objective till death do you part like i'm going to do this till i die that's what yeah. i got that's what i got to do I love that. And yes, and also being able to let it go, like realizing, like you said, in the bigger scheme of things that nothing is really worth. I mean, not that it's not worth it, but that in the, the bigger scheme of things, we have to be able to see the insignificance of everything. Yes. Yes. On, that, on the, the, the eternal level versus the ephemeral. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think that one of the things that's coming out with the Chaplet 8 right now that everybody is feeling currently is, you know, the pull and the draw, it's all there. You know, one of the things that happens with, um, with the holiday season is, is those who are not under massive Saturn transits tend to be a little bit more festive. Yeah. And in, in, in that festivity, you know, they can, they start conjuring, you know, well, maybe next year I will do this, or wouldn't it be great if, and you watch fantastical movies about reindeer that can fly and magical elves and, you know, <laughs> things along that line, and, and there's like, uh, no men coming back to life. Yeah, it's almost like, dare I believe in alchemy once again, and yeah. what is the essence of alchemy, combining all of the elements of life to produce the maximum achievable effect. Oh, I like that definition. Oh, well, I just, I just, I just made that up. It that up? Me. I didn't write it down. I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's that. And, and, you know, right now, series is with the North Node. It's about what you, it's about what you really want to do. Yeah. What you really want to do. Yes, and Jupiter squaring the nodes. I forgot about that, too. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, can you admit to yourself what you really want to do? You know, like uh, the person who is trapped in a job where they're doing their duty, you know, and their diligence to go ahead and eke out a living, but they also want to do this other thing, you know, like I want to be a Broadway dancer yeah. or I want to be, you know, I want to be um, um, a whale watcher or, you know, whatever, whatever it happens to be. And it's like, well, I can't do that. But the possibility of this time frame with Mars on Chapley 8, I think the intensification of the desire to do fantastical things is larger this year. And, okay. That's, you know, that's a we did just have the Jupiter trying Neptune. And mm -hmm. it's like, you know, we, we need to have that sense of, you know, of magic and, and, mm -hmm. and reclamation that the application of one's personal power with full intent tends to produce good effects. See, it produces better effects than if you don't do anything. Yes, you're right. Maybe that's a Saturn piece I was going to say. A lot of people have been focusing more on the reality principle of Saturn and Saturn going into Capricorn and kind of just in time to ruin Christmas, the Christmas spirit. And, you know, yeah. and the, like, how am I going to make money? And really, yeah. now with the tax bill, and it's all like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, one of the things with, um, with Saturn and Capricorn is. Saturn wants excellent things and Saturn wants quality and Saturn doesn't appreciate, you know, discounting um, and, and having and having difficulty as a result. For instance, if you fly on an airline during Christmas that has three airplanes 
and the probability of you not getting where you want to go in a timely manner is enhanced but it's cheap to fly that airline yeah it is and you might not end up where you want to be um, yes, good and, and it's a little bit like I'm, I'm looking at a new computer and so I'm, I'm jostling between okay I need this much RAM and I need this much speed and you know I can compromise this and I can compromise that and then and then I think about it and think well yes and next year I'm going to be bitching at my computer for not performing up to my excellent expectations right right and, and Capricorn so, is about the long term too like making sure you have enough memory and yeah this thing is yeah. going to Something that you don't, to use a Saturn term, grow out of. But yeah. Saturn and Capricorn is committed to quality and it's committed to manifestation. And it's like, you know, if you were a Wall Street banker who used astrology, you might be happy that Saturn is going to go into Capricorn because you might use that as an expectation that you can make a lot of money. Well, Saturn is going to be a Capricorn for everyone. Yes. And if you do the work and if you're diligent and if you're providing a quality, of, of content and quality of intent, you know, the odds are you're going to get, it, Saturn will recognize that. Yes. Yes, I, I, I agree. And I actually prefer that outlook on Saturn because I feel people always fear Saturn as yeah. like this, you know, negative father that's going to take everything away. And that's only if you're out of alignment or out of integrity or, yeah, going for the cheap option, trying to cheap out or skip steps or cut corners or that's actually anti-Saturn. People think Saturn is, Saturn is the cheap one. It's not, Saturn is not cheap. Saturn just doesn't want anything wasteful. Right. And, and Saturn, uh, again, Saturn is, is really committed to the quality. You know, I, I, I think of food, I think of like, um, somebody comes up with like a great new organic food and it's like, Oh my God, everybody loves this food. And then a major company comes in, buys them out for $6 billion, oh. and then they cheapen the ingredient. The next thing yeah. you know, corn syrup's back in the snack. Yeah. And it's like, no, that, Saturn's not happy with that, with, that, uh, with that doing. You know, I think yeah. also it's really important to start going 2020 on people. Um, at the end of 2020, we're going to have Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto conjunct square Eris. Mm. That's huge. Mm. And, and so, you know, we're, I see that as like a turning point of everything. It's, a, it's, it's certainly an environmental turning point. Oh, yeah. Um, it's an energy turning point. It's an economic greed turning point. I mean, yeah. you know, making money is great, but, you know, the question then becomes, you know, how much money do you need, you know, so that you don't end up as uh, one of the moonskins of the world? Yeah. Uh, um, and, and, you know, all of that is, is going to be adjusting. And I know that, and, and I don't mean to, I don't mean to incite, um, fear in this, but with Eris, Eris is not to be excluded. And so given that Eris is going to be square, Jupiter and Saturn and Pluto in Capricorn, there has to be enough for everyone. No yeah. one can be excluded. I mean, the global consciousness of no one can starve. No one could be without power. That must be in place at that time, as well as the consumability of Earth's resources. Yes. You know, also, I mean, I know there's a, a big momentum to go ahead and, you know, well, let's colonize Mars. What, so we can ruin that planet too? <laughs> no, not our planet. <laughs> I mean, come on, I'm not eating the potatoes. I saw how they're made up there. 
Um, <laughs> those of you who haven't seen The Martian, it's a good movie. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Go 2020 on people. I know, and that's only two years away. I love that. It, it, it is. And, and, this is, and this is coming. And, you know, the people that are going to benefit from the culmination of Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, square Eris, are the ones who are doing the digging right now with Jupiter and Scorpio and really pulling things out. You know, my God, as Jupiter went into Scorpio and Saturn and Mercury conjoined, unneglect, et cetera, then Mercury went retrograde. It's like if there was ever a time to download ideas that one can pursue passionately, oh my God, it's that. It's yeah. It's yeah. And oh, by the way, yeah. Saturn has a very distinct sense of irony. Oh, that's right. And Saturn loves humor. And so the irony of life, you know, the, the irony of life cannot be missed upon any of Earth's travelers. So if you're looking at something and you realize that there might be an ironical twist that doesn't support the overall objective, but maybe it's time to rethink the objective before, you know, life's irony has its way with you. Wait, say that again. Um, I don't know if I can. <laughs> uh, so sometimes people do things and it's, and it's ironic because okay. what they're attempting to do, um, uh, you know, Republicans claim to hate deficit, yet they're yeah. creating a lot of deficit. And they're yeah. creating deficit for a reason. The irony is that this will probably work against them. I see, yes. Um, anytime that somebody does something and mounts a campaign, and this can be a little series-like too, because you know, series was I'm going to I'm going to wipe out the agriculture of the world, and I really don't care if I starve. Mm -hmm. And is it ironical that you know by wiping out the agriculture she would? Yeah, to some degree it is. You know, in 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 mm -hmm. filmmaking, mm -hmm. when you pitch an idea, you have to say this is my good person, this is my bad person, this is how they tangle together, and oh, look at the irony of what they co-create. Mm -hmm. And if you have irony. Um, in the film pitch, you're more likely to have success than if you don't have irony. Okay, okay, that, that makes a good story. Yeah, it makes a good story, because in that story, there's a very clearly defined hero's journey. Yes. And there's the possibility, here's, here's one for Jupiter going over the midpoint of the galactic, supergalactic centers. Pursue what you need, as, as opposed to what you want. I mean, yes, if what you need matches what you, what you want, you're in good shape. But in, in movies, when the hero of the story gets what they need at the end, it's a classic Hollywood ending. Yes. And how do we define what we need? Say that again? And how would we define what we need? Because that's always a tricky question, you know, need versus want. That's a very Saturn thing. In fact, my father used to say that to me. Do you want this or do you need it? Yeah, that's a good question. That's a tough question. And, oh, thanks, Dad. Uh, <laughs> no, and of course, my Scorpio, I'd find a way to twist the, the need, the want into a need. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that is the answer. Like, well, you can Saturn that it's a need. That's a potentially the answer, but I, I sort of see the need as, okay, what, what karmic objective did you incarnate with in this lifetime? That's what you need. Mm, and what, does the soul, what does the soul require to flourish in alignment with that objective? Mm, yes. And, and the manifestations are secondary 
to the fulfillment of the objective. You know, you might start out on one thing and say, well, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I want to do. And you might end up doing what you need to do. You know, when, when I got out of the Navy years ago, I, I wanted to be a fashion photographer more than anything. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and I was actually pursuing that. Wow. And I met this uh, spiritualist psychic who was like having a Uranus Returns, 84-year-old psychic, channel spirits and all that kind of stuff. And she said, you can do that for fun if you want, but what you're going to do is you're going to use your words to help people. That's what you're going to do. That's what you need to do. You can do this other stuff if you want to, but you're always going to have to come back to what you need to do. You won't get away from it. That's so you, too, using your words to help people. Well, let's hope so. That's your magic. It's your words. Yep. Well, thank you. Mm -hmm. oh, 100%. Um, so, you know, that's that's kind of like that, that need-want access. And it's like, you know, I want a lot of money. Well, how much do you need? You know, I think that there's a... Eris, one of the Eris qualities is, um, because Eris has her um, uh, North Node in Taurus, is mm -hmm. what's the magic? There's a Goldilocks zone of money where you have enough money so that you don't think about it and you don't have so much money that you think about it. You need yes. to be in a zone where you don't think about it all the time by either having too much or too little. Because if you got too much money, you're always you know on the phone trying to manipulate it to make sure that you get more. Yes. And if you have too little, it's a little bit like, shit, how am I going to eat today? Right. So, right. I love that. And Saturn also, I always say that if you can give, you know, Saturn as a manifestation principle, if you have very specific, you know, intention and, and reasons for what you, you know, how you're going to use the money. Right. Like you're asking, just like if you're asking a bank for a loan, if you, you can show why you actually need that money and what you're going to be doing with it. Right. And you're clear about the amount that way, because if it's nebulous, if it's too much, like, I just want a lot of money just because I want to have a lot of money. Yeah. And, and with Jupiter and Scorpio, you could achieve too much debt. Yes. You know, that would be, you could get more money than you need. Um, it, and, you know, I, I know, I know a filmmaker who turned down a significant chunk of money from investors. And I said, why did you turn down that money? She said, well, I don't need that much money. And I know for a fact that I can't make that much money back from my film. Okay. So why would I borrow more money so that my investors are going to walk away, you know, unresolved as a result of that? And it's like, okay, that 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 makes sense. But you know, it's it's yeah. it's um. I have another thought there about the oh yes, uh, when you go to the bank and say this is what I want to do with the money. Remember, Saturn co-rules Aquarius. Oh yeah. And so the thought that goes with that is, you know, do some good. Do some good. I'm, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank, the TV show. Love to watch Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. And and several of the sharks on that show, which is the Jupiter Saturn show, you go in and say, I've got a great idea. And they say, how much are your sales? Yes. Yeah. Hey, you know, what are your numbers? How much does this cost? And, and, then, and then they come back and say, okay, here's my offer based on your Saturn. And then you have to say, oh, that's not the offer I wanted. I have to give up too much. And then you go back. It's a beautiful Jupiter Saturn, but a lot of the sharks on here love things that do good for the world. They were talking about uh, these, uh, these gals that had an invention, this solar powered device that would act as a lantern. It was like a cube and it would also charge your cell phone. Well, they made a bunch of them and gave them to Puerto Rico. Oh. So people could charge their phone and at least talk 
and and not step on debris, you know, at, at, at night. I mean, it was brilliant. Mark Cuban was what was the one behind that, and yeah. and they like things that do some good. Yeah. You know, it's like, hey, look, I I made a I made a stuffed animal. It's like, yeah, do we need another stuffed animal? Yeah. And, well, this stuffed animal does this, that, and the other. It's like, well, does it make a salad? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know otherwise i've got stuffed animals that do nothing right right exactly um and 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 so you know i think that that saturn you know it 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 likes it likes um a good plan and a and a, and a well thought intention and scorpio loves nothing more than when somebody has drilled down and located the core and say, here's the real reason I want to do this. Yes. And when you say, here's the real reason I want to do it, it doesn't have to come off in a, a negative Leo sense and say, but this is about me. It's like, yeah. here's, I want to do this because I yearn and burn to do X, Y, and Z. And, you know, if that's the core reality of the soul, and and not attached to ego, then it's there's no pretense in, involved, and I, I think that people are more likely to find resonance in that. Yes, yes, and and I think yeah, the emotional resonance is a huge part of the Jupiter and Scorpio cycle too, and and the emotional resonance that includes whatever had previously been repressed, shut out, discarded, put into the dark, put into the closet, or feared. Or feared, yeah. yeah. You know, and one of the things that I think is uh, a component of, of uh, Jupiter and Scorpio also is that if you do this thing, you know, will you lose, first of all, your privacy? Mm. Because that, that's a Scorpionic concern. You know, if I go do this and I become famous and every time I go to the grocery store, people are bothering me. Yeah. You know, is is there a fear of that? And and is there a fear of um well I know that I could command um an audience of ten people but could I command an audience of ten thousand or a hundred thousand? And so, you know, there's a scaling that yeah. goes with the Jupiter and Scorpio where and I think that's part of the beauty of the retrograde, it's like, Oh my god, I got this thing started, it's now a runaway train. And it's like, okay, so given that you've got a runaway train, let's look at where you're going and see what adjustments you need to make to ensure that you arrive at your destination safely. Yeah, and that you have your privacy and you haven't lost intimacy or authenticity. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, when something gets too big, it's easy to lose that. And that's been a big thing nowadays with a lot of, you know, especially with the internet things blowing up, going viral, people yeah. becoming overnight stars and success. But were they planning on all of, you know what what comes with that and then often often when that happens people do have a a way of losing their definitely yeah. losing their integrity and whatever what whatever made the original um offering more unique or more i don't know what the what the word is for something intimate on that level but you know yeah it's not even just losing your privacy but losing your your relationship with the original it's kind of like what you described with those companies that create this amazing organic product you know, in the beginning it's got all these beautiful ingredients and it's you know it's got all this love put in and they only make it when the moon is full you know yeah. but then as soon as the corporation takes over they're like well if you're going to give me six billion dollars then fine go ahead put some corn syrup in it make it you know and use slave labor whatever 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But we can do that on an emotional level. There can be that kind of trade-up, and it's dangerous, I think, if people go, well, you know, that's that whole money side of it again, the shadow money side, I think, which is definitely with thinking of the, the Capricorn Scorpio influence being so much about the shadow of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, another, another collective conscious uh, manifestation of this is the HBO series Silicon Valley. Okay, I haven't seen that. Because here you have these startup geniuses who are making billions and losing billions in the course of one day. Wow. It's, it's, you know, what they're encountering in terms of wealth, it's nearly an abstraction. Mm. And Jupiter is saying, yes, it's, it's sort of abstract, but also you have to catch up with this emotionally to realize, what did you just do? Yes, do? catching up emotionally, yeah. And, and one of the things that I think Jupiter and Scorpio will declare is when you've done something of major magnitude, have a private celebration. Mm. You know, mm. ceremonially engage that. Um, one of the things that, that we're looking at um, is that Pholus, who, you know, opened uh, ceremonial wine for Hercules without doing proper ceremony, is on the galactic center. So the ceremony needs to go back with the cosmic intention and the honoring of the insight and inspiration that provided this great manifestation. And make that private. That's nobody's business but your own. If you want to have an office party for all of the people who will be employed by your great innovation, fine. But have your own celebration first and, you know, and really propitiate um, to the yeah. deity. Both Jupiter and Saturn love propitiation. Yes. Yes. And I, and I think they love it more than, than any of the other planets. I mean, Pluto's got its own form of propitiation, uh, <laughs> which has something to do with pomegranate seeds applied in ways that you probably never imagined. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's like when you, when you honor the planets, you, you tend to get, you do tend to get better results. And no matter what transit you're working with, you know, conduct an offering to that planet. Oh, I'm all for that. That's why, that's why I created those Project 40s to, yes. to honor a planet for 40 days. We're actually about to do Saturn starting January 1st. Oh, well, days. there you go. I mean, and that's a, and that's a perfect uh, form of propitiation. The rumor is you can build an ark in 40 days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, rain for 40 days. You might need one. Yeah. Actually, the art museum in Kentucky or wherever the hell it is. And, <laughs> actually, and make the state pay for it. Yeah, right. Um, before we run out of time, too, I realized one thing I wanted to ask you about is what your feelings are about on these, uh, the net neutrality, internet neutrality. Oh, God. Um, astrologically. Yeah, astrologically, that's a good question. What would that be astrologically? I know it's 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 insanely important. You know, I think it might be Uranus and Eris together, mm -hmm. uh, because you know what you're going to get is you're going to get favoritism and exclusion uh, based upon other selection criteria. Somebody's going to get the speed, and somebody's going to get tanked. And so I think there's a Uranus Eris, and I and you know, the, the overall concept of removing that neutrality is, is seriously flawed. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think it could happen, but I don't think it will stick. Okay. 
you know, that would be, of course, that would be my hope. But I, I, I think that, you know, I mean, this administration is bumbling its way into so many very bad, bad decisions for the planet at large. And I, I don't know that they understand uh, the minutiae consequences that there will be of uh, overturning net neutrality. I mean, there's going to be, you know, what's going to end up happening is a lot of the companies that they're striving to protect are going to get sued. Okay. And oh, by the way, several of those companies that they're trying to protect don't want net neutrality, or they, they, they want to keep net neutrality, rather. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, too. There's just so much on the, on the line going into 2018. There is. There is. And, and, I, and I have to look at it, and I have to think, no matter how badly they screw things up, they, the collective day, not just the current administration that we have, but, you know, on the planet at large, there's enough people working to make things positive that at that 2020 marker, when we get to October, December of 2020, I think things are going to start swarming away and the ship's going to get steady again. And I think it's likely to stay steady for, you know, for a longer period of time without the without the disruptions, because everybody's going to go, well, we're going to do the special interest thing. And it's like, that didn't work out so well, did it? Yes, yes. And, you know, it's probably Neptune um, to some degree. And I know that even if uh, net neutrality is overturned, some companies will not, um, will not participate. Good. That's what I was hoping too. Yeah. And it's, it's a little bit like, uh, you know, when they were doing blanket surveillance of everybody, some phone companies didn't voluntarily turn over their phone records. Mm. Yeah, good. We have people holding out. Let's hope. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, think, I think there's reason to expect that there's going to be enough people with good sensibility that moral high ground, um, it, it may be a little harder to find to stand upon. But those who are standing upon it are, are going to be like building breakwaters to uh, hold back the tides of, you know, the stuff that is not um, in, in the better agendas. Yes. Yes. And any, um, anything on the horizon for you in 2018 that you want to share, like to invite people into any of your I know. I, I noticed in your um, newsletter. I think you're offering some special readings. Well, I, I have been, and uh, people that are hearing this that weren't part of the sale thing, they can email me, Philip at philipcedric.com. Go to philipcedric.com. Sign up for the skyscrapings. You can find out about it. Which is uh, an excellent newsletter. Thank you. And uh, I'm working on several short films at this point, and all of them are working every, every single one of them has the intention of here's here's something to focus upon here's something to think about and, and here's a way that we might be inspired to do something good about an adverse circumstance in life so that's one of the other things that i'm working on but i'm not astrologizing there's one about uh, guns in the hand of people that have uh, mental illness there's another one about the healing power of song and dance i know that's right up your Oh, I want to hear about that one, yeah. <laughs> it's a Bollywood film, actually. Amazing. Oh, you're going to have yeah. to tell me more about that. Okay. And uh, and then uh, we're working on it. I just got hired to do a little bit of a rewrite for um, this guy that wants to resurrect his hometown, which is a border town in Arizona. And 
You know, he wants to resurrect it by having people go there and see the cool things that are there. And so he's oh. got two, like, uh, like mascot characters, um, El Burrito Cowboy being one of them. Oh. And, and so there's going to be a road trip to Douglas, Arizona to resurrect the town and to explore its most beautiful hotel. And, you know, any idea can be applied anywhere. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, this is how you resurrect a city. Um, the resurrection but, is also a big Scorpio theme we didn't talk about. Yeah, the yeah. And it's like, yeah, Baltimore resurrected itself on its Pluto return. Mm. It pulled itself from a very, very difficult, you know, a lot of bad straits. I mean, Baltimore's had a lot of problems in the past couple of years. Um, but, you know, they, they did a good job of resurrecting the city and pulling it out of poverty a number of years ago, back in the 80s, mm. their, on their Pluto return. And so... Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, there's, yeah, one of the things that uh, Pluto, Jupiter and Scorpio is going to say is, it ain't dead yet. I, it, we still got a pulse. We still got a pulse. Still got a pulse. Yes. Yes. And it can, it can be redeemed. It can, it can rise up again. Can Absolutely. Rise. Ashes. And there's been, speaking of ashes, all these fires. So there is a lot of that literal uh, thing. Yeah. And, and those have just been... Yeah, those have been those have been hard. Those have been yeah, hard. I know it. Not to leave it on a on a depressing note. Um, yeah, well, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Find find that flow. Feel the fervor and 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 get working it because there's there's no time like now. And yep. believe me, that's a Saturn in Capricorn motto. There's no time like now. The thoughts in your head right now. Deal with it. Deal with it now. I don't want to hear any of this Neptune, Pisces, wishy-washy bullshit. Deal with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Philip, so, thank you so much for your time and, and all your wisdom. And um, Always a pleasure to chat with you and, and to, you know, whenever I run into you at one of those conferences and things for the 15 minutes that we typically have <laughs> together. <laughs> Well, we have to do more podcasts because at least we get a full hour. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Because you're always running off on an airplane yeah. to oh, God. Well, or some dang place. I know, I know. I'm actually, are you going to go to UAC? Uh, I am not. No. I'm not. And also this next year, I'm taking a year off on Norwalk. You are? Okay. Well, yeah. we're going to have to connect this way then. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fine. Or, um, you know, at a film festival. Yeah, so that sounds fun. I want to see this Bollywood film. Keep me posted on this. I, I will, and I'm going to be posting some more on it. And actually, there's two Bollywoods, but I'll be posting more on those in my skyscrapings over the next few weeks. Okay, amazing. And I will, um, yeah, so definitely sign up for his newsletter, and I will, I'll post the, the link on the, the bottom of this podcast and, um, and the link to your That'd website as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, happy holidays to you and your Shireen and to yes. all your followers. And even if you're not listening to this in the holiday season, right. make the day that you're listening to this a holiday of sorts, celebration of creativity. Yes, I love that. And we have, and if you didn't listen, we have, we did a podcast. I don't remember. It was uh, during some other Scorpio thing last year. Which See how we are? So that that's available too. I'll, I'll I'll repost that one as well. It'll be interesting right. to that with the Mercury retrograde. Yeah.
Awesome. And next week in my skyscraping, I've got some little blips coming up of things to think about for Saturn and Capricorn. Ooh, great. Okay. I'll look for that. All right. All right. <laughs> well, take it easy in the meantime, and, and I'll look forward to catching up with you whenever, whenever we can do that. Yes, me too. Thanks again, Philip. Okay, Shireen, take care. <laughs> me too. <laughs>